Section thirty one of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume four by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Griffin. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume four, translated by Richard Burton. Section thirty one, three hundred and thirty fourth night to three hundred and thirty sixth night. When it was the three hundred and thirty-fourth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Jubair continued. So I cried to her, Repeat the couplets in the air. But she would not. Whereupon I bade the boatmen pelt her with oranges, and they pelted her till we feared her boat would founder. Then she went her way, and this is how the love was transferred from her heart to mine. So I wished them joy of their union, and, taking the purse with its contents, I returned to Baghdad. Now when the caliph heard Ibn Mansur's story, his heart was lightened, and the restlessness and oppression from which he suffered forsook him. And they also tell the tale of the man of Al-Yaman and his six slave-girls. The caliph Al-Mamun was sitting one day in his palace surrounded by his lords of the realm and officers of state and there were present also before him all his poets and cup companions amongst the rest one named mohammed of bassorah presently the caliph turned and said to him o mohammed i wish thee forthwith to tell me something that i have never before heard he replied o commander of the faithful dost thou wish me to tell thee a thing I have heard with my ears, or a thing I have seen with my eyes. Quoth Al-Ma'amun, Tell me whichever is the rarer. So Mohammed al-Basri began, Know then, O commander of the faithful, that there lived once upon a time a wealthy man, who was a native of Al-Yaman. But he emigrated from his native land, and came to this city of Baghdad whose sojourn so pleased him that he transported hither his family and possessions. Now he had six slave-girls, like moons, one and all, the first white, the second brown, the third fat, the fourth lean, the fifth yellow, and the sixth lamp-black, and all six were comely of countenance and perfect in accomplishments, and skilled in the arts of singing and playing upon musical instruments. Now it so chanced that one day he sent for the girls and called for meat and wine, and they ate and drank and were mirthful and made merry. Then he filled the cup, and, taking it in his hand, said to the blonde girl, O oh, new moon-face, let us hear somewhat of thy pleasant songs. So she took the lute, and, tuning it, made music thereon, with such sweet melody that the place danced with glee after which she played a lively measure, and sang these couplets. I have a friend whose form is fixed within mine eyes, whose name deep buried in my very vitals lies. When as remembers him my mind, all heart am I, and when on him my gaze is turned, I am all eyes. My censor saith, forswear, forget the love of him. Whatso is not to be, how shall's be, my reply is. Quoth I, O censor mine, go forth from me avaunt, and make not light of that on human heavy lies. 
Hereat their master rejoiced, and, drinking off his cup, gave the damsels to drink, after which he said to the berry brown girl, O brazier light, and joy of the sprite, let us hear thy lovely voice, whereby all that hearken are ravished with delight. So she took the lute, and thereon made harmony till the place was moved to glee. Then, captivating all hearts with her graceful swaying, she sang these couplets. I swear by that fair face's life I'll love but thee, Till death us part, nor other love but thine I'll see. O full moon, with thy loveliness mantillador, The loveliest of our earth beneath thy banner be. Thou, who surpassest all the fair in pleasantness, May Allah, Lord of worlds, be everywhere with thee. The master rejoiced, and drank off his cup, And gave the girls to drink after which he filled again, and, taking the goblet in his hand, signed to the fat girl, and bade her sing and play a different motif. So she took the lute, and striking a grief-dispelling measure, sang these couplets, And thou but deign consent, O wish to heartified, I care not wrath and rage to all mankind betide, and if thou show that fairest face which gives me life, I reck not and diminished heads the kings go hide. I seek thy favours only from this versal world, O thou in whom all beauty cloth firm fixed abide. The man rejoiced, and, emptying his cup, gave the girls to drink. Then he signed to the thin girl, and said to her, O Uri of Paradise, feed thou our ears with sweet words and sounds. So she took the lute, and, tuning it, preluded, and sang these two couplets. Say me, on Allah's path, hast death not dealt to me, turning from me, while I to thee turn patiently. Say me, is there no judge of love to judge us twain, and do me justice wronged, mine enemy, by thee? Their lord rejoiced, and, emptying the cup, gave the girls to drink. Then, filling another, he signed to the yellow girl, and said to her, O son of the day, let us hear some nice verses. So she took the lute, and, preluding after the goodliest fashion, sang these couplets. I have a lover, and when drawing him, he draws on me a sword-blade glancing grim. Allah avenge some little of his wrongs, who holds my heart, yet wrecks or bearing whim. Oft though I say, renounce him, heart, Yet heart will to none other turn excepting him. He is my wish and will of all men, But fate's envious hand to me's I grudging him. The master rejoiced, and drank, and gave the girls to drink. Then he filled the cup, and taking it in hand, signed to the black girl, saying, O pupil of the eye, let us have a taste of thy quality, Though it be but two words. So she took the lute, and tuning it, and tightening the strings, preluded in various modes, then returned to the first, and sang to a lively air these couplets. Ho ye mine eyes, let prodigal tears go free, this ecstasy would see my being unbe. All ecstasies I dree forsake a friend, I fondle, maugre envier's jealousy, censors forbid me from his rosy cheek, Yet air inclines my heart to rosary. Cups of pure wine, time was, went circuiting in joy, 
what time the lute sang melody, while kept his troth the friend whom added me, yet made me rising star of bliss to see. But, with time, turned he not by sin of mine, then such a turn can aught more bitter be. Upon his cheek there grows and glows a rose, nay, too, whereof grant Allah one to me, and were prostration by our law allowed to aught but Allah, at his feet I had bowed. Thereupon rose the six girls, and, kissing the ground before their lord, said to him, Do thou justice between us, O our lord. So he looked at their beauty and loveliness, and the contrast of their colors, and praised Almighty Allah, and glorified him. Then said he, There is none of you but hath learnt the Koran by heart, and mastered the musical art, and is versed in the chronicles of yore, and the doings of peoples which have gone before. So it is my desire that each one of you rise, and, pointing finger at her opposite, praise herself, and dispraise her co-concubine. That is to say, let the blonde point to the brunette, the plump to the slenderer, and the yellow to the black girl, after which the rivals, each in her turn, shall do the like with the former, and be this illustrated with citations from Holy Writ, and somewhat of anecdotes, and verse, so as to show forth your fine breeding and elegance of your pleading. And they answered him, We hear and we obey. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and thirty-fifth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the handmaids answered the man of Al-Yaman, We hear and we obey. Accordingly, the blonde rose first, and, pointing at the black girl, said to her, Out on thee, blackamoor! It is told by tradition that whiteness saith, I am the shining light, I am the rising moon of the fourteenth night. My hue is patent, and my brow is resplendent, and of my beauty quoth the poet, White girl with softly rounded polished cheeks, as if a pearl concealed by beauty's boon, her stature aleph-like, her smile like mim, and o'er her eyes two brows that bend like noon. Tis as her glance were arrow, and her brows bows ever bent to shoot death-dart eftsoon. If cheek and shape thou view, there shalt thou find rose, myrtle, basil, and narcissus wone. Men want in gardens plant, and set the branch. How many garths thy stature branch cloth own! So my colour is like the hale and healthy day, And the newly culled orange spray, And the star of sparkling ray. And indeed, quoth Almighty Allah, In his precious book to his prophet Moses, On whom be praise, Put thy hand into thy bosom, It shall come forth white without hurt. And again he saith, But they whose faces shall become white Shall be in the mercy of Allah, Therein shall they remain for ever. My colour is a sign, a miracle, And my loveliness supreme, And my beauty a term extreme. It is on the like of me that raiment showeth fair and fine, And to the like of me that hearts incline. Moreover, in whiteness are many excellences, for instance, the snow falleth white from heaven, and it is traditional that the beautifulest of all colours is white. 
The Muslims also glory in white turbans. But I should be tedious were I to tell all that may be told in praise of white. Little and enough is better than too much of unfilling stuff. So now I will begin with thy dispraise, O black, O color of ink and blacksmith's dust, thou whose face is like the raven which bringeth about the parting of lovers. Verily, the poet saith in praise of white and blame of black, Seest not that pearls are prized for milky hue, but with a dirham by we coals in load? And while white faces enter paradise, black faces crowd Gehenna's black abode. And indeed it is told in certain histories, related on the authority of devout men, that Noah, on whom be peace, was sleeping one day, with his sons Cham and Shem seated at his head, when a wind sprang up, and, lifting his clothes, uncovered his nakedness, whereat Cham looked and laughed and did not cover him. But Shem arose and covered him. Presently their sire awoke, and, learning what had been done by his sons, blessed Shem, and cursed Cham. So Shem's face was whitened, and from him sprang the prophets and the orthodox caliphs and kings, whilst Cham's face was blackened, and he fled forth to the land of Abyssinia, and of his lineage came the blacks. All people are of one mind in affirming the lack of understanding of the blacks, even as saith the adage, How shall one find a black with a mind? Quoth her master, Sit thee down, thou hast given us sufficient, and even excess. Thereupon he signed to the negress, who rose, and, pointing her finger at the blonde, said, Dost thou not know that in the Koran sent down to his prophet and apostle is transmitted the saying of God the Most High, By the night, when it covereth all things with darkness, by the day, when it shineth forth? If the night were not the more illustrious, verily Allah had not sworn by it, nor had given it precedence of the day. And indeed all men of wit and wisdom accept this. Knowest thou not that black is the ornament of youth, and that, when hoariness descendeth upon the head, delights pass away, and the hour of death draweth in sight? Were not black the most illustrious of things, Allah had not set it in the core of the heart and the pupil of the eye. And how excellent is the saying of the poet, I love not black girls, but because they show youth's color, tinct of eye and heart-core's hue. Nor are in error who unlove the white, and hoary hairs and winding sheet eschew. And that said of another, Black girls, not white, are they, all worthy love I see. Black girls, wear dark brown lips, whites, blotch of leprosy. And of a third, black girls in acts are white, and tis as though like eyes with purest shine and sheen they show. If I go daft for her, be not amazed. Black bile drives melancholic mad, we know. "'Tis as my colour with a noon of night, for all no moon it be, its splendours glow. Moreover, is the foregathering of lovers good but in the night? Let this quality and profit suffice thee. What protecteth lovers from spies and censors, like the blackness of night's darkness? And what causeth them to fear discovery, 
like the whiteness of the dawn's brightness. So, how many claims to honour are there not in blackness, and how excellent is the saying of the poet, I visit them, and night black lendeth aid to me, seconding love, but dawn white is mine enemy. And that of another, how many a night I've passed with the beloved of me, while gloom with dusky tresses veiled our desires. But when the moonlight showed, it caused me sad affright, and I to morning said, Who worship light are liars? And saith a third, He came to see me, hiding neath the skirt of night, hasting his steps as when did he in cautious plight. I rose and spread my cheek upon his path like rug, abject, and trailed my skirt to hide it from his sight. But rose the crescent moon, and strave its best to show the world our loves like nail-slice raying radiant light. Then what befell befell I need not aught describe, but think thy best, and ask me not of wrong or right. Meet not thy lovers save at night, for fear of slander. The sun's a tittle-tattler, and the moon's a pander. And a fifth. I love not white girls blown with fat who puff and pant. The maid for me is young brunette, emben point scant. I'd rather ride a colt that's darn upon the day of race, and set my friends upon the elephant. And a sixth. My lover came to me one night, and clips we both with fond embrace, and lay together till we saw the morning come with swiftest pace. Now I pray Allah and my Lord to reunite us of his grace, and make night last me long as he lies in the arms that tightly lace. Were I to set forth all the praises of blackness, my tale would be tedious. But little and enough is better than too much of unfulfilling stuff. As for thee, O blonde, thy colour is that of leprosy, and thine embrace is suffocation, and it is of report that hoar-frost and icy cold are in Gehenna for the torment of the wicked. Again, of things black and excellent is ink, wherewith is written Allah's word. And were it not for black ambergris and black musk, there would be no perfumes to carry to kings. How many glories I may not mention dwell in blackness, and how well saith the poet, Seest not that musk, the nut-brown musk, e'er claims the highest price, whilst for a load of whitest lime none more than dirham bids? And while white speck upon the eye deforms the loveliest youth, black eyes discharge the sharpest shaft in lashes from their lids. Quoth her master, Sit thee down, this much sufficeth. So she sat down, and he signed to the fat girl, who rose. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and thirty-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the man of Al-Yaman, the master of the handmaids, signed to the fat girl, who rose, and, pointing her finger at the slim girl, bared her calves and wrists, and uncovered her stomach, showing its dimples, and the plump rondure of her navel. 
Then she donned a shift of fine stuff that exposed her whole body, and said, Praised be Allah who created me, for that he beautified my face and made me fat and fair of the fattest and fairest, and likened me to branches laden with fruit, and bestowed upon me abounding beauty and brightness, and praised be he no less, for that he hath given me the precedence, and honoured me, when he mentioneth me in his holy book. Quoth the Most High, And he brought a fatted calf, and he hath made me like unto a verger full of peaches and pomegranates. In very sooth, even as the townsfolk long for fat birds, and eat of them, and love not lean birds, so do the sons of Adam desire fat meat, and eat of it. How many vauntful attributes are there not in fatness! And how well, saith the poet, Farewell thy love, for see the kafilas on the move. O man, canst bear to say adieu and leave thy love? Tis as her going were to seek her neighbour's tent, The gate of fat fair maid, whom hearts shall all approve. Sawest thou ever one stand before a flesh's stall, But sought of him fat flesh? The wise say, Joyance is in three things, Eating meat, and riding meat, And putting meat into meat. As for thee, O thin one, Thy calves are like the shanks of sparrows, Or the pokers of furnaces, and thou art a cruciform plank of a piece of flesh, poor and rank. There is not in thee to gladden the heart, even as saith the poet, With Allah take I refuge from whatever driveth me to bed with one like foot-rasp, or the roughest ropery. In every limb she hath a horn that butteth me, whene'er I fain would rest, so morn and eve. I wend me wearily. Quoth her master, Sit thee down, this much sufficeth. So she sat down, and he slined to the slender girl, who rose as she were a willow wand, or a rattan frond, or a stalk of sweet basil, and said, Praised be Allah who created me, and beautified me, and made my embraces the end of all desire, and likened me to the branch whereto all hearts incline. If I rise, I rise lightly. If I sit, I sit prettily. I am nimble-witted at a jest, and merrier soul than mirth itself. Never heard I one describe his mistress, saying, My beloved is the bigness of an elephant, or like a mountain long and broad. But rather, my lady hath a slender waist and a slim shape. Furthermore, a little food filleth me, and a little water quencheth my thirst. My sport is agile, and my habit active, for I am sprightlier than the sparrow, and lighter skipping than the starling. My favours are the longing of the lover, and the delight of the desirer, for I am goodly of shape, sweet of smile, and graceful as the bending willow-wand, or the rattan cane, or the stalk of the basil-plant. Nor is there any can compare with me in loveliness. Even as saith one of me, Thy shape with willow-branch I dare compare, And hold thy figure as my fortunes fair. 
I wake each morn distraught and follow thee, and from the rival's eye in fear I fare. It is for the like of me that amorists run mad, and that those who desire me wax distracted. If my lover would draw me to him, I am drawn to him, and if he would have me inclined to him, I incline to him, and not against him. But now, as for thee, O fat of body, thine eating is the feeding of an elephant, and neither much nor little filleth thee. When thou liest with a man who is lean, he hath no ease of thee, nor can he anyways take his pleasure of thee, for the bigness of thy belly holdeth him off from going in unto thee, and the fatness of thy thighs hindereth him from coming at thy slit. What goodness is there in thy grossness, and what courtesy or pleasantness in thy coarseness? Fat flesh is fit for naught but the flasher, nor is there one point therein that pleadeth for praise. If one joke with thee, thou art angry, if one sport with thee, thou art sulky, if thou sleep, thou snorest, if thou walk, thou lollest out thy tongue, if thou eat, thou art never filled, thou art heavier than mountains, and fouler than corruption and crime. Thou hast in thee nor agility, nor benedicite, nor thinkest thou of aught save meat and sleep. When thou pissest, thou swishest, and if thou turd, thou gruntest like a bursten wineskin, or an elephant transmogrified. If thou go to the water-closet, thou needest one to wash thy gap, and pluck out the hairs which overgrow it. And this is the extreme of sluggishness, and the sign outward and visible of stupidity. In short, there is no good thing about thee, and indeed the poet title of thee, heavy and swollen like a urine-bladder blown, with hips and thighs like mountain-propping piles of stone, when as she walks in western hemisphere, her tread makes the far eastern world with weight to moan and groan. Quoth her master, Sit thee down, this sufficeth. So she sat down, and he signed to the yellow girl, who rose to her feet, and praised Allah Almighty, and magnified his name, calling down peace and blessing on Mohammed, the best of his creatures, after which she pointed her finger at the brunette, and said to her, And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 31 Recording by Griffin